I love the word curious. I use it probably too much, but it, it's because it provokes in me that very feeling of, huh, why am I feeling like I can't do that? Where's that coming from? So it's not a judgment. It is a curious question and being able to answer that and realize, is that an expired belief? Something that I can put aside now that doesn't belong in this current position or path that I'm on? Or is this a belief that needs a little bit of time and care because it feels tender? There's a reason, there's an experience attached to it that I'm just going to work on. My business and, and what people are seeing is the effect of deep inner work. You're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites. And we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. Okay, you know when you find somebody new online, like somebody sends you a podcast or you come across a post online and everything that person is saying is just landing for you and you feel so seen and so heard. Yes, friends, today... I am bringing on Jen Spiegel of the Becoming Iconic podcast. And guys, this is what she brings me. I I have cried in the grocery store, pushing my car, listening to her words in my ears. I have been on coaching calls with her. I, I just honestly, so many women that I respect have her as a coach. And I find so much value in what she's creating and putting out into the world right now. And I am so freaking honored that she said yes to being a guest on the Embrace Simplified podcast. There is so much to say here, but if you do not know Jen, you are in for such a treat. Jen Spiegel is the founder and CEO of Becoming Iconic, Inc. She has a beautiful lifestyle podcast called Becoming Iconic. She's also a mentor and business coach for entrepreneurs, but I want to just pause. Because sometimes I think listeners hear entrepreneur and they like check themselves out. Oh, I don't have my own business. That's not for me. Guys, women that want to stand in their power, women that want to lead themselves, who want to take inspired action, they are going to get the goods from Jen. Okay. So just because she supports entrepreneurs in growing these beautiful aligned businesses doesn't mean that if you are listening right now and you do not have your own business yet, (laughs) okay, that you will not take away so much from our conversation. Oh my gosh, I could talk about Jen forever. She has been recognized in so many different places, media outlets. She stood on huge stages and spoken as a thought leader for women. There's so many things that she has done and just beautiful content that she continues to deliver every single day. So you're going to click on those show notes. You're going to follow her in all the places and just dig in and see what you can take away from today's episode. I am so excited and honored to introduce you guys to Jen Spiegel from the Becoming Iconic podcast. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. 
I am really excited for this. I love your podcast. I've been listening since the beginning. And I actually think I was introduced to you through Allison Villa. I think that's the connection. Mm-hmm. If you aren't following Jen yet, obviously you're going to want to hit the show notes and make sure you go follow her in all the places. But tell us about you, who you work with, just all of it. Sure. That's a big, long story. So we'll like start maybe from the part of Jen really finding herself and being really okay with constant pivoting and shifting in her life, because that seems to be the theme. <laughs> and I I have to say, like in my adult years now doing what I'm doing, I feel very liberated by that. You know, there was so much judgment when I first started shifting and pivoting so often in my professional career. I had a little bit of judgment around that. Like, is this what you're supposed to do? Or are you supposed to have a job and stay there and really cultivate that and grow to the top? And so I started in marketing. It was actually in fashion marketing. It was my dream. And my dream really came from a young, young little girl. I always knew I wanted to help women feel confident in their own skin. How that was going to be created or how that would come through in my life, I wasn't entirely sure. So I didn't have direction. I just had that seed planted at a really young age. And so that sort of manifested itself into fashion. I thought, well, I know how I feel depending on my body weight. I can totally change my energy by putting something on that I feel good in. So I thought, oh, that's it. That's how I will support women in their confidence. But that industry was not for me. I'm definitely more of a tender soul. So although I love fashion, I just took it as a passion of mine and something that I love, but it was not for me. And I moved into tech marketing, such a random pivot, that one. There's not a whole lot of sexy in that. But what it did do is instill in me this deep love for marketing sales and business as a whole. I loved standing in the posture of somebody who worked in business and created business ideas and expansion and how to really build messaging that spoke to people, how people could receive something and feel heard and seen. So all those things really started to bubble inside of me. And I really thought I would be there forever. To be honest with you, I loved my job. Then I had a baby (laughs) and I was a really young mom Young, not necessarily in age, but young in mindset. So having her was a really big pivotal moment in my life. It wasn't necessarily natural for me. Loving her, absolutely. Being a mom, that was a transition period for me. I really wasn't expecting it to change my life as much as it did. You know, being a mom was surprising. It was delightful. It was fulfilling, but I also completely lost myself in that role. I wasn't sure how to balance life, balance my career goals. And so I ended up leaving my job to be a stay-at-home mom. And I'm now a mom of four. (laughs) And I've never gone back to a corporate career. I I say to people all the time, I'm unemployable at this point. So (laughs) I found my love. That kind of happens. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And so being home with them was beautiful. I I loved being a stay-at-home mom. I love creating memories. And I was asked, I'd say about a couple years into staying at home, if I would help launch a company into Canada. So my marketing career was sort of coming back in a little bit. I was doing a little bit of consulting just to keep myself in the thick of things, out in the world, learning, expanding. I I just love that. And so I was asked to launch this company. I said, yes, you're going to pay me to go to a hotel and to work with you for a weekend and not have kids hanging off of me. You don't even have to pay me. I'm coming. (laughs) 
And that was in the form of a network marketing company. And I went with a very, it was like a force field around me. I had a very negative connotation around that industry. I felt above it. I mean, I was an executive marketer. I worked my way up the corporate ladder and I didn't see the ego involved in that. I just had these perceptions of maybe some experiences I had had too that weren't, didn't really feel good. So I went just to get away and I left that weekend signing up to become a consultant with that company because I saw life in women. And that was the very thing my soul was craving in that moment. I, I just wanted to have goals again, to mm-hmm. find Jen again, to have her resurface in this new role as a mom, but know that she's never gone away. It was just pushed down a little bit for a little while. And I found it such a beautiful compliment to being a mom. You know, I could be home with the kids and strive and do something for myself and bring money into the the home that just felt really great and abundant. So it was a solid yes for me. And that, that career lasted. And I mean, it's a passive income for me at this point, but 15 years. And I grew one of the top businesses within four years of that company and sustained it for over a decade. And it's been one of the biggest blessings in my life. But there was this always this calling this like desire for more. And I would stifle it often, because I I didn't understand how I could want more when I was living the 1%. How could I want more? That's so selfish. I mean, I'm that mom who gets to be there for her kids. And I'm that wife who gets to be there with her husband and travel. And I mean, there was nothing really we didn't quote unquote have. It just felt so complete, but there was something in me and I I couldn't put my finger on it. And eventually that whisper became a bit of a roar. And that's what brought me to here. Oh my gosh. I love that. I say that all the time. The whisper just began screaming at me and I couldn't ignore it anymore. That's what it was like for me leading up to leaving my corporate job. So now you are coaching, but you are not just the average coach, my friend, you are coaching women really like it sounds like in a lot of ways to find their voice and step into like the next level of themselves. Is that like, that's probably not your eloquent <laughs> description. But... No, I, I actually really appreciate that you said this. There's something happening right now in my journey. It started, I went back to school to become a life coach and a health coach because for me, certification and preparation is really important. And especially if I'm talking to people about their lives, if someone's going to be coming to me with traumas, things in their lives that they are really willing to work through, I felt there was a level of qualification I needed to have. So I went back to school for that. And I'm so glad I did because it really did build a foundation into what I do now to be able to communicate and pull things out of people that maybe I wouldn't have learned those skills quite as well. But now, what is it? It's such a great question. And what keeps surfacing is what you just said is articulation, communication, building a message, being confident in that message. The word liberation keeps coming up, knowing yourself so deeply that you're not afraid anymore of what the outside world, whether it'll accept it or not. You're so certain and assured of yourself that you stand up and that energy, that frequency attracts everything that we desire in our lives, which is relationship and experiences and growth and impact. And it, it, we think so much is about a proper sales funnel or really slick marketing. And those have a place. I teach that. But it certainly is like the cherry on top, the cake, the icing is who you're becoming and how confident you are in sharing that with the world. Yeah, I love that. And 
There have been times where maybe it's COVID and I can't physically be with people, but I'm looking at those five people that I surround myself with in a really different way. So who am I listening to? Who am I really following on Instagram? Like who am I really going looking for what their latest post was? And you have this beautiful energy. And even just like the fact that you still respond to your own direct messages with beautiful voice notes for me. (laughs) But it really does make an impact in who you're surrounding yourself with, your therapist and your coach. I believe, at least for me in the last 12 to 18 months, they have been one of those five people that I'm surrounding myself with. And if anybody's going through change, sometimes the the friendships aren't giving you what you need to kind of go to that next level. So if somebody's listening and they feel like, "Uh oh, I think I have had that whisper and I might not be listening to it, what would you tell them? First of all, I would say it's such a beautiful time in a journey when you start to recognize the whisper. It doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't need to be riddled in fear. It can actually just be really beautiful. And I think of myself in these moments, even in this current moment, where it's really still unfolding and being created, that I almost look at myself like I would my child. Imagine if we started looking at ourselves more like that, where it makes me a little emotional, like where we just have that compassion, that openness to creativity and ideas without this feeling of fitting in a box or what is acceptable or what will she think or what if it doesn't work? And there's so many what if questions and it doesn't have to be that way. And I think when we take the approach of compassion and love for self and this curiosity of self, that's when things start to really unfold and and create. I love the word curious. I use it probably too much, but it's because it it provokes in me that very feeling of, huh, why am I feeling like I can't do that? Where is that coming from? So it's not a judgment. It is a curious question. And being able to answer that and realize, is that an expired belief? Something that I can put aside now that doesn't belong in this current position or path that I'm on? Or is this a belief that needs a little bit of time and care because it feels tender? There's a reason, there's an experience attached to it that I'm just going to work on. My business and, and what people are seeing is the effect of deep inner work. I will not show up in this world as someone who does not walk the talk. It's out of integrity for me. So being able to show up and teach this is because I have done it and I'm doing it. So it's not even a done, it's a doing it. It's forever for me. But this pursuit of self, this ability to date and almost be in a romantic relationship with ourselves, especially women in business, we are so stuck in the masculine hustle, drive, got to do it all. It it can really repel the very thing we're, we're desiring and also who we are at the core. So I really work hard at the curiosity, the compassion, and asking myself the right questions without judgment. I love that you brought that up about the masculine feminine, because I was recently doing an exercise and I was looking at this goal that I have. And it was like, I don't know, it's just one of those things where you need to do it. But it's not like, it's not one of those goals that gets you like really excited. So I decided to sort of, okay, yes, this thing will be accomplished, but what will it feel like when it's accomplished? And when I did this journaling and looked at it, so much of what I was seeking was like more feminine energy and like just feeling content and grounded and like a desired. And so much of it was surrounding like a what I would describe as a feminine energy. I kind of love that you call it dating because I think 
I did have to go on some self-exploration and really treat like my self-care very sacredly when I was gearing up to leave my corporate job. Even when I was gearing up to add another business and do the business and my corporate job at the same time, it was a lot of self-work that I had to do. Yeah. And I think a lot of unlearning, there's a lot of unlearning. We, not that we have to do, I don't believe in have tos. I think it's a get to, but a lot of times, especially in my corporate career to show up and be recognized, you definitely put that business suit jacket on and there's a level of persona and, and something you step into in order to play and to be seen, especially as women. And then going into network marketing, I mean, we couldn't talk about a more masculine energy in that than that industry. And the, the belief system I took on through that experience has been really incredible to unlearn. There was a lot of good in it. So it's not about anything negative. It was my experience, but I definitely led into this work, work, work. The harder you work, the more worthy you are. The harder you work, the better the leader you are. It, you know, you don't take days off. If you take a day off, you're going to go business, going to go backwards. I mean, I lived that so fully for so long and I was burnt out, resentful. The money didn't even like, I wasn't even, it wasn't even happy money anymore. It was coming in, but the, the, to receive that there was so much of me missing. And that was that deciding factor of what is really I mean, I'm young. So are you going to do this forever? If so, something needs to change or is there another direction? And it wasn't a this or that for me either, because I firmly believe we can do so many things. We're so multifaceted, especially if we go into that feminine energy. I mean, it's full of desire. And if you think about feminine energy, it's like steadiness. It's so powerful. I think we associate masculine energy with power. It's actually to me, the feminine that's so powerful and assured and this idea of what you can rest and still bring in like incredible blessings and growth in your life. Are you kidding? That's allowed. And the, the training it took to learn to rest, that was, it's still, if I'm being honest, it's still something I have to set an intention around. Yeah, that resonates for me a lot. You talked a little bit about having permission to do more than one thing. And one of the things that we've started talking about a little bit here is diversifying income and also about women being financially independent. And I would love to hear your thoughts on that. And I'm also going to make sure that everyone in the show notes, I'm going to link to this really amazing episode that you have about lots of different ways that you can add income. But I would, if I could go back and tell my 20 something self, it would be like, you don't just need to have your corporate career, like figure out other ways to diversify. For me, it started, I think in real estate, but then I became an entrepreneur and in some ways, I think I've only just begun on what I really want to achieve, but I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, that's a great question. And if I were to speak to somebody who's in a corporate role or any role, as a matter of fact, that they feel is their identity. I think that's what it comes down to. We identify with our job or we identify with a title. We identify with a paycheck. And that is the furthest thing from our, our identity. It is a piece. It is an accomplishment. It is a part of our life. Take that job away. Who are you? And if that's a difficult question to hear, there's some work to be done because there's so much more to you. And it's easy to fall into that. I also understand how one could fall into going, I don't know who I would be without this executive role. I worked so hard. And I think that comes from a level of belief system that you sacrifice to get there. You know, you know how much I paid in 
tuition or do you know how many hours I studied or how long I was in school to get this job? And so it's almost like you feel you owe your life to be in that job. And I always think to myself, my goodness, if we just opened ourselves, because I believe we're infinite. I believe that there's infinite opportunity. I think we lit ourselves that we stick in our human side far too much. What if you just like dipped your toe? I'm not even saying like dive in the cannonball in the deep end, leave your job, go out and just start like, it doesn't have to feel that way for some people like myself. That's how I roll. It's like cannonball. I don't care if I get my hair wet. I'm like, you know, and then there's some people who don't want to get their hair wet right away. They want to just lounge in the shallow end. And why not give yourself that permission? Because you'll always wonder what if, and that feeling, that curiosity, that wonder is to me, not an emotion or an energy I like holding. I I, I want to know because what if that leads me down a path that is absolutely my purpose and I create impact? And that to me is enough of a tug, enough of a calling to try. Because if you try and it's not for you, oh, well, <laughs> nothing changed. I think there's some times where we just literally feel like we have to choose. And what if you just gave yourself permission to try and not choose and see what your capacity is? Your capacity is so vast. Time is not even real. It's really not. Time is not real. We put these dead deadlines and timelines and we set these goals. It must be done by. And what if it could be done by one day? But instead we force things or force ourselves into things and our happiness and joy that I believe that's, that's what we're here for is to fully live that. And so if you're feeling a tug, I believe that's because your soul's calling you to do something. I love that. I want to talk to my network marketing girls for a second here. I have these beautiful leaders who every single person actually that I'm doing my business with has another business. And I love that actually, because I'm kind of like that too, where I like to have more than one thing on the go. But one thing that always comes up is that the selling feels icky, you know, that the, ah, you know, I I love the products, but I'm not really a salesperson. I'm kind of paraphrasing, but I would love to hear your thoughts on this because I think they do a beautiful job of sharing and educating people and taking really great care of themselves. And I think that's really what it's about, but I really, it doesn't even, it's not even just network marketing. Anybody who's in sales probably still runs into this. Well, I'm about to launch something that I believe is world changing, not just life changing, world changing. I have never felt so called and channeled to bring forward a conversation around service and sales and soul than I have. It, it, I may get emotional again because it is so profound to me. And there, it, I, I literally dream about it. I, I can't stop thinking about it because there's a gap. There's a gap in sales and I've done sales for over 25 years that is not being taught. And people will often come forward to me and say, I'm so attracted to you because of how you speak your message and how you show up. And I finally like just had this download of, I got to teach this because it's not just mine. Everybody has this within them, but it comes through alignment and it comes through this beautiful work within your soul. And this sounds very spiritual, but hang out with me for just a second, because even if it's not spirituality, it could be the attributes of spirituality. And those attributes are kindness and joy and happiness and abundance 
and love, those things we all can resonate with. And sometimes when we're approaching our business, we either come into the business with disalignment. And what I mean by that is this hunger for success to prove, to make money. A lot of times, especially network marketing, you're having people say, you're doing what? And, you know, saying these little comments and not really cheering you on or pushing you on. I get it. I've been there. But at the same time, I'd love us to embrace this because from a sales perspective, if you can sell in network marketing, I believe you can sell anywhere. I really believe that because it is certainly not in your favor. There's certainly more negative than there is positive. And I really hope to be the change of that, to work with network marketers, to facilitate this conversation and teach them these skills. So it ends up becoming such a beautiful experience for everybody. But the one thing I know is really identifying who you are. Who are you? Because when you join a network marketing company, there are so many other people who sell that oil or that shake or that skincare line. And when you enter, it's like, I got to get, I'm going to get the customers before she does, or, you know, she seems successful. So now I have less success because she's being successful. It's always this lack mentality. Instead, what if we just approached it by nobody has my experience? Nobody has my soul. Nobody has my mindset or skill set that is unique to me. And so what I'm going to do is show up in that uniqueness and that special place. And that will be abundant. And I will magnetize beautiful people into my business and as clients and, and consultants or business partners. And when you enter it in that way, with that ease, that's like the secret sauce right there. And also align yourself with service over sales. Nobody, myself included, wants to be treated like a number or to be looked at with a dollar sign on our forehead. We are not here to build your business. And I think about that in my own business and, you know, uh, being a lifestyle and a business stylist, it's no client's responsibility to come in and keep building that business. It's entirely mine. And so that makes it feel very of service and it takes away this feeling of getting into giving. And so I show up every day, like, how could I give more? Where's the value? And the more value you give, the more generosity you lead with. It's just how it works. It comes back. And so celebrate each other, be motivated and inspired by each other, and be so assured that your journey and what you have to offer is unique and special. And that's that's all that really matters. I love that. I think a lot of times, especially because of social media, we're comparing ourselves to somebody who's in a different place, different life circumstances, further along in their business. How do you, because in coaching is also another area that's like loud right now. There's just just a lot of coaches. Do you have any tips or anything that's working for you that just allows you not to compare yourself? A couple things come to mind. The first one being is I, I don't spend a lot of time on social media and there's a couple of reasons because of that. Number one is when I do, it's very intentional. I am, and I even enter that space manifesting, thinking, visualizing, who is it that I love to work with? What are their attributes? It's generosity, servant leader, loving, caring, grateful. So I think of her. And so when I go out to find her or seek her or meet her, it's just so good because I'm not looking at all of the noise. And it also alleviates this, I mean, for me, it's out of integrity. I'm not judging anybody else, but to not answer my own DMs, to me, and most people don't. I'm sorry. Most people, you think you're talking to them and you're not. And that that's okay for them. If that works for them, that's not okay for me. 
I am not here to become that person that forgets where I came from and to know that relationship and connection is the reason I started and the reason why I'll keep doing it. And so that piece of the business feels very sacred. So I spend time in the areas that matter and feel good and connect. When I see something that triggers me, because we all have that, so I can be triggered by looking at another coach and she sold a program and everybody's running over there and she's got 500 people and you know you start going, oh, I only had 100. And all of a sudden that beautiful success becomes a less than because I've compared it. And I've, again, I've gone back to, I've already spoken about this, but it's so important. I've gone back to why is that triggering me right now? Oh, it's triggering me because she's mirroring what my next is. She's showing me what's possible. The evidence that I'm going to have a program one day that 500 people see the value in and come in my space and my life. Like how exciting is that? And that shift, I, I say it's like flipping a switch because I really do believe it's like just switching your perspective. That makes me greet her and be inspired by her and encouraging to her, whether she's my kind of jam or not, doesn't even matter. I just don't look at anybody with judgy eyes. And if I do, I catch myself because it's nothing to do with that. It's something's happening in here. She's showing me something that I'm capable of. So in network marketing, that can really feel loud too. And in the coaching business, I work with a lot of coaches and that comparison competition. I'm here to tell everybody there's billions and billions of people on this planet and you don't need billions of people to be highly successful and fulfilled. So instead of worrying what she has, how about we just stay in our lane and show up as servant conscious leaders every single day? That's our job. I love that. You have come up so many times on this podcast, like in the show notes. I think in March, I recorded 18 guest episodes and there was probably three. Where, and I, I also absolutely love with anybody on my team decides to work with you because I'm like, I love that. Okay, so we are going to do some playful rapid fire questions just to get to know more about Jen. So tell us, are you coffee or a tea drinker? Coffee, thousand percent. Okay, what about meditations or affirmations? Ooh, meditations right now. All right, real books or audiobooks? Real books. Everyone always says that. I feel like I'm the only one listening. Really? Oh, I like love dog earring and highlighting. I feel like Sarah Jessica Parker in Sex in the City when she's like, smell the pages. I just imagine that's me because that was such a sexy scene for me. So yeah, I'm a I'm an avid reader. I read at least three to four books every single month. Uh, can we look forward to a book from Jen soon? It is something that's definitely going to come in the future. I just can't seem to decide on what. So I have lots of ideas. It's just which idea to spark and run with it. That's definitely going to happen. Yes. Okay, good. We'll look forward to that. All right. Cardio or yoga? Cardio. Okay. If you could live by the ocean or let's say if you could live by the water or the mountains, what would you pick? Water. Love it. Okay. Thank you. No thank you so much for this. I could talk to you all day. <laughs> Thank you. It's such a joy. I love conversation and I love thoughtful conversation. So I appreciate you bringing that out into the world. There needs to be more of you and more opportunities for people to tune into something that sparks something in them. And that's what you're doing. So I just want to honor you as well. And thank you for this opportunity and for showing up in the world the way you are. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. 
I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life. <laughs>